087-4100-102 if you want to keep getting in touch with me. Here's what I'm throwing into Mario's Sunday Roast. I'm offended by chewing gum. I'm offended by backwards-pointing baseball hats. <laughs> but I don't try to get a version of the blasphemy law passed to prevent people chewing gum or reversing their cap. So what if I'm offended? So what if my feelings are hurt? Does that give me the right to prevent others from expressing their opinions? That is the great Richard Dawkins, uh, for he is great. He is a scientist, author of The God Delusion, an atheist, uh, propounder of uh, evolutionary theory. Um, and this week he was uh, deplatformed from speaking at uh, Trinity College Dublin, where he was going to be given an award. So they cancelled his invitation. And uh, I think this is a sad event. They cancelled his invitation because Breed O'Donnell, the auditor of the HIST, uh, that is the Historical Society in Trinity, uh, said that she read his Wikipedia page and that some of his views um, would have discomforted some of the students. And the word is discomforted and the, uh, the um, emphasis here is on the word comfort. Mm -hmm. So let me uh, give my twopence halfpenny worth on this. I went to Trinity. Um, I lived in Trinity. I got married in Trinity. I attended uh, many sessions of the HIST, the Historical Society, and the PHIL, its, uh, its rival, the Philosophical Society. And I enjoyed the debates, for that's what they were, debates. Or at least that's what I think they're supposed mm -hmm. to be for debating. Debating is about uh, platforming um, two sides of an opposing argument. Um, sympathetically, friendly, rivalry, um, disagreeing with each other, uh, civilly. Civil discourse, free speech. Um, you don't necessarily feel comfortable when somebody disagrees with you because comfort is not the idea. In fact, you must be discomforted, discomforted um, to learn, maybe, to see somebody else's point of view in, in life. Uh, most important in life, we need to be challenged. We need to see the other side. Um, even then, sometimes we must be offended. And you say, what? Offended? Because you're not allowed to offend anymore. But what's wrong with being offended? Real people live real lives and by God you will be offended in your life and you better get used to it because that's what real world living is about. Being offended. Learning how to take offence. Besides, what is offence anyway? Who's to judge if I offend you, Owen? You? Me? Aileen? Who judges what's offensive and what's not? Who decides? So what's wrong with being offended? Life is hard, you're going to be offended. There's a great book um, called The Coddling of the American Mind by an author called Jonathan Haidt and he talks about how children have been brought up in the last 20 or 30 years. We hear words like safe spaces. I need to be in my safe space because you can't say anything that discomforts me. Trigger warnings. You can't say anything that triggers me. And it's this kind of stuff that drives us further apart in my view. When you go through your life being helicopter parented, um, having your parents interfere in all of your upbringing, having your parents go into class and giving out to a teacher about what they're not doing and should be doing with you, giving you higher grades. There's even recorded um, examples in the States at the moment of parents attending their children's job interview with them. Right? Because they don't want their children to be offended or, God forbid, told you're not good enough to get the job. People are going to be offended all the time. Grow up, get used to us. It's this kind of attitude that polarises us, drives us further apart. I was thinking about it yesterday and I decided to call it intellectual sectarianism. I use the word sectarianism because 
sectarianism usually refers to Catholics and Protestants. And one of the things that has driven Catholics and Protestants so far apart in the north of Ireland over the years is not that they fight with each other, it's that they don't know each other. They live just hundreds of metres from each other and may never, ever, ever meet each other. They will never be in the same school, the same football pitch. They never see each other. They are ignorant to each other. And ignorance breeds contempt. They have a huge wedge is driven between them because they haven't learned to civilly disagree with each other. And thank God for the peace process because it's brought us so much further in that direction. Um, but now these debate chambers in Trinity, my, my alma mater, have become echo chambers. And I'm sad and slightly disgusted that a person of the value, uh, wit, erudition of Richard Dawkins should have been deplatformed. Earlier on in this week, Matt Cooper had uh, David Quinn on to defend um, 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 Richard Dawkins. David Quinn, you know, mm-hmm. staunch Catholic. Um, and I would nearly disagree with everything that David Quinn says. And as I was saying to Owen, I, I love him for that. Mm-hmm. And I think he spoke so eloquently and brilliantly about defence of Richard, Haw- or Richard Dawkins, who is an atheist. Um, so that's my top and safety work. Anything? Uh, and I, I actually think it, it, that, there was a scene from Normal People it, that this actual topic was discussed, where they were bringing—I can't remember what it was—but they were bringing somebody in, and Paul Meskell or whatever his, his on-screen name was said, "No, they they were saying we're not bringing him in. He's too controversial, or he doesn't agree with what it is." And Paul Meskell argued, "Well, no, of course that's why you bring him in." And what I would worry about in that scenario is. If you're not going to learn and listen to people you completely disagree with in college, when in life are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. Like, at what point yeah. is it? And what I don't understand is, and particularly something as big as Trinity, and you talk about Hiss and Phil, and, and does somebody else, and explain the, 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 the workings of it, can somebody else not jump in and say, they won't have him, we will? Like, is that not what happens well, here? Well, here's another thing for yeah. you, on. Um, Breed O'Donnell, who presumably is an undergraduate, a student in her early 20s. Theologer, yeah. I mean, was there nobody to say in the? Was there nobody in charge of the university to say, "Ah, listen, here, we're stepping in here. This is going too far." Mm-hmm. I mean, well, look, the way I see it, you see, when, I, when I was reading, when, when you know, when you sent me the piece and when I was reading about it, I mean, I actually read the hist. Now, I took it that the hist was must be the historical society rather than the historical <laughs> society because I actually cannot believe this level of nonsense. I mean, as you said there, what is a debating society if it's not to challenge? I mean, you know, even putting a word in uh, that our priorities the comfort of our students as you just said I mean surely a debate is to discomfort the students I mean you, you shouldn't feel comfortable in a debate if you are you leave the debate because it's obviously look a load of rubbish um, so like th- this is nonsense of the highest order I mean I wouldn't necessarily I, I don't agree with any of Richard Dawkins uh, point of views or most of them anyway um, but you know a debate isn't to endorse his views it's to debate his views mm. I mean you know and, and she was complaining about his views on Islam and um, on sexual assault now you know, there was no. He's actually said much worse things about Catholicism than he has about Islam. Yeah. She didn't seem to have any issue about that. I mean, I I actually wrote it down. I mean, I think at one stage he said that the God of the Old Testament was a, a genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, meg, megalomaniac, like megalomaniacal. Yeah, megalomaniacal. Yeah. <laughs> That word, yeah. Uh, <laughs> masochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. Right. But that's fine. I thought but you were talking about Phil Hogan, but anyway. <laughs> oh my God. I'm joking. Back to Irish politics, isn't it? No, no. Yeah. Here's, one, here's one for you. So that's, that's him on Catholicism. Yeah. Here's him on Islam. I have criticised the appalling misogyny. Well, actually, I'll put on his voice because he has a beautiful voice. I have criticised the appalling misogyny and the homophobia of Islam. 
I have criticized the murdering of apostates for no crime other than their disbelief. Far from attacking Muslims, I understand, as perhaps you do not, that Muslims themselves are the prime victims of the oppressive cruelties of Islamism, especially Muslim women. So, these are the views for which he is being uh, deep, deplatformed. Yeah. Uh, thing. He sounds like a the posh. He sounds like a posh Michael D. Actually, yeah. Yeah. imagine though when you think about it, right? When, when when I do something with the TV show, everything I say on the TV show goes through about ten different filters to make sure it's accurate, it's precise, it's correct. Okay. My kids then get onto YouTube and they get random stuff thrown at them with zero filters and let's call it fake news, if you want to hate that word, but fake news. And they get, they're getting their content provided by someone with an iPhone somewhere in a kitchen or a sitting room somewhere that have just generated this amount of information. And then you send them to college and the exact stuff that you want to challenge them has been taken away from them. Mm-hmm. Like, I worry about, I worry about the youth of today, but I worry about kids, where they get their media, where they get their information and then not developing the skills that are required to really make up their own opinions and decisions in life. Life is tough. People are going to disagree with you. Get over it. Um, He did, by the way, speak in Trinity before. He spoke in Trinity in 2015. Yeah. Well, uh, there's there's other stuff there. David Irving, the Holocaust denier, um, years ago. I'm not saying, for example, he should be platformed because, you know, quite yeah. honestly, flat earthers, Holocaust deniers, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But surely Professor Richard Dawkins uh, doesn't yeah, deserve to be disla- culture, platformed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you agree? Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. I'm guessing out there, listeners to Mario Sunday Roast. I'm guessing. I'm, do- I'm sorry if I'm being presumptuous, but I'm guessing you agree with this, or do you? Because. I can't see how any commonsensical person would 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 just be interested in the comfort of the person that they're debating yeah. against. But get in touch with me, oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. And if so, where's all this coming from? Apparently, it's coming from the American um, university campuses, and now it's bled over to this side of the world. Anyway, Aileen Hickey, Owen McGee, good luck with your book. Thank you so much for joining me on Mario Sunday Roast. We're back after this with the story behind the song. Mario Sunday Roast on Today FM with Mario Rosenstock.